Okay, this is Wayne Highlander. I'm the National Sales Manager of Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. And this is another episode of On the Floor with Wayne Highlander and Rob Johnson. Hey, uh, Rob, where are you at these days? I'm heading to Boston. Doing, doing some training out in Boston. I had the pleasure to uh, meet the future of Bona and uh, your replacements. Uh, with Brad and Nico out on the job in Dallas, Texas. Oh, my boys. Good guys, man. Good guys. Yeah. Uh, if, I if just they're love the future their of Bona, we, things are looking really good for this company then. Yeah. I mean, I like they to mess around to. a little bit, but uh, the guys that I work with in training are just, I think we got one of the best teams in Bona. I really do. And I know everybody thinks their teams are great, but. We have an unbelievable team in training. And the great part about the the team in training, it's kind of like uh, having a good hockey team. You know, there's some grizzled old veterans and there's some rookies who are really hungry coming up. So, you know, you put that in the mix and they light a little fire under the old guys and they're just sponges wanting to learn from the, uh, you know, the new guys wanting to learn from the old guys and the, like I say, they give me some energy working with those guys. I sleep well when I uh, when I'm working with those guys. They keep me on my toes. You have to. Uh, their energy, their I mean, enthusiasm, just their body language. They're, they're just great, great guys, man. How long before they they push you out the door? Oh, they're they're working on that right away. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you don't it. think I can, I can right. feel that? Oh yeah. Huh? I see the writing on the wall. These kids are good. I'm talking to you, Jamie. Jamie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Pushing me out the door. You know, he's always, so, you know, what's your plans for retirement? You know, is, does your son have an opening for you? You know, you're working too hard. Let me take that school. You don't need to do it. I get a lot of that from him, you know. How's your health? Yeah. You look tired. that a lot. You look tired. <laughs> this episode is going to be about uh, Bona Craft Oil and Bona Stains. Uh, stains not, uh, you know, just a, a color in a can anymore. There's a lot of technology in this, especially with our craft oil. And uh, so as you're listening to this iPad, I want you guys to keep something in mind. Uh, Bone is going to run a As uh, you're promotion. listening, whoa, whoa. What did you just say? Oh, as you're listening to uh, what? Podcast. Podcast. No, you said See, you're, as you're listening to this iPad. I know, but I, I just corrected it. Do me a favor. Take the duck feet out of your ears. Okay, your webbed hands or whatever you want to call them, and try that again. Go ahead. Boy, just it's the it's the anger just wells up inside of you, doesn't it? Well, I you know uh, you know what I, I think pulled, it's the hands that's making me angry. I think you're right. I called Eileen a couple of days ago just to talk about you know your health and your you know the anger and stuff like that, and uh, you know you, you really got to get that under control. You know what? I probably shouldn't be making fun of your webbed hands because if HR hears this. I'll probably have to go through sensitivity training five. Yeah. Yeah. Five? You're on five now? <laughs> wow. So Bona is going to run his promotion. I think this is going to be pretty cool. I actually can't wait to see the pictures. Guy uh, From August 1st through the 30th is it's going to run. For the contractors to post your best. This is not for you, Rob. Post your best and your and your son is not uh, – not uh, qualified. He can't. He can't do this. Your son, for crying out loud. Hey, he's a member of the BCC. He could be in this. I know, but he's your he's your son. So you know, I know how this works. Post your best bona dry fast stain photo, and include what stain color you use. 
uh, in the caption. Tag either at Bona Pro on IG, Instagram, uh, or at Bona Professional on Facebook, and use the hashtag Pick Your Color for a chance to. And these are listen to these prizes, man, for a chance to win one of the three amazing prizes. And this is just third place: a Yeti cooler and Rambler hoodie and baseball cap, power bank. Not sure what that power bank is, but uh, so third place: Yeti cooler. Rambler hoodie and baseball cap power bank. Second place, all the above, plus a tool carrier and Bluetooth headphones. Pretty nice. Uh, and first place, all the above, so you get all the above plus wireless speaker with Amazon Alexa. And the winner is going to be announced September 6th. Pretty cool. Nice little promo. I can't wait to see the pictures. So get those, so Rob, get those pictures in, guys. Yes, yes. Running out of time. I'll, 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 I'll hit this one more time on, on where to uh, where to send them to. You know, Real maybe you should here. practice practice it a little bit before you hit it again, too. Oh, I hit it hit it perfectly. Uh, I just got to go over it again. You didn't hit it perfect. No, All right. That was pretty bad. Tag at, excuse me, tag at Bona Pro on Instagram or at Bona Professional on Facebook and use the hashtag pick your color for a chance to win the, one of the three amazing prizes. So there you go. Okay, Rob. That sounded good. Stay. You got that one. All right. Okay. So let's talk about stains and, and, and craft oil. Let's start with the stains. Uh, I know you go over this a lot in your classes and, um, boy, I, I think there's a, there's uh, quite a bit to talk about with these, uh, especially the new stain colors and stuff. So why don't you go ahead and get started? When I was sanding floors and my son is sanding floors, I think one of the, there's all sorts of differences, you know, the nutty customers, the internet, all that stuff. But I think this is one of the biggest ones is colors. You know, everything. I lived in a natural world, you know, 40, 80 satin poly, bad lighting, and we were off to the races. I was pretty good at staining, but I was much better at talking people out of stain. And to see what, this gen, this new generation, everything is colors. So many people come to the schools, that's what they want. They want to know how to get the colors, how to get these vibrant colors. Because, like my son said, why wouldn't I be selling this, Dad? He goes, it's, it's money in my pocket. And people are asking for it now. So I think, you know, the colors out there, with what we can achieve with stains and craft oils and our paints and everything, is just amazing. The school's... We're having a blast in the schools just having guys playing with these different colors and showing them, you know, it's not just what's in the can. We can show you all sorts of mixes and blends, and it's really uh, it's really exciting. It's really fun. It's definitely something that's, if you don't know it, you better know it now because it's, it, like I said, it's money in your pocket. I'm sounding like you now. I'm just rambling on and on and on i apologize yeah i was i was trying to reel you back in there. thank you what uh what are some of the hot colors out there now uh so many guys like blending and everything but i still think one of the best colors that we have is that bark color it's i usually uh, i like showing that one in the schools it's a really dark brown you know people are like i can't get it dark you don't want it darker want it darker but, you know, it just looks so good on maple or any, you know, red oak, white oak. I think one of my favorite colors is bark. But 
there's just so many other so many color well, options you, you look at the trends in the industry right now too with the really dark floors the ebonies and um, and then you're seeing that as and the uh, the grays are going to be in style still for a long time that trend's not going to go away uh, anytime soon we follow the finished manuf- the uh, furniture manufacturers and uh, they usually order the, like two years in advance and that gray colors are going to be around for a long time. Um, I also, the whites are coming back. I mean, I remember back in the uh, 70s, the, uh, the big craze with the white stains, but the white stains are easy to use now, especially with our craft oil. So uh, those, uh, the dark floors, the white stains, the, also the very natural colors. Uh, people are liking that low sheen, that, that almost no sheen whatsoever look. So, uh, those are going to be around for a while too. Buffing on stain versus wiping on stain. Go. I'll tell you the first time I saw it. I I was a fourth generation contractor. Four generations of Johnsons on their hands and knees, wiping stain on, wiping stain off. And four generations of Johnsons who were much better at talking people out of stain. And then I went to an NWFA school long, long time ago, and I saw a guy water pop the floor and then use a piece of carpet and buff the stain on. And, man, I thought I knew everything until that day, and that's when it hit me. I don't know a damn thing. I think I already told the story, but I'm still amazed how many guys come to the school and want to learn that process and what an eye-opening, money-making experience it is for them now. I mean, if they will just come to the school and leave with that one alone, how to buff stain on, make it look so good, and make it so easy, take your time getting it right. You know, the other thing about buffing stain on, when you buff stain on, you're going to get about 2,000 feet per gallon on your coverage rates. Sorry, I'm, I'm still back where that was the day that you realized you didn't know anything. Like, that was the day you realized that. It took a long time. I was pretty arrogant. I was very arrogant right up until that. I saw that guy buff the stain on, and I was like, holy crap, this is something. But, but before we go further with that, I, I had to go just change the subject for a second. You said that you're fourth-generation floor contractor. Talk about the time that your, uh, yeah, I guess it was your granddad that f- saw the first electric sander. Uh, that was my, yeah, that was my grandfather and great-grandfather. And they were out hand scraping a bowling alley and a guy comes in and he said, Hey, I have a machine that uh, you won't have to do that anymore. My grandfather was about 18 at the time. I I just love when he tells the story. He's about 18 at the time. And this guy comes in and the actual machine was from Otis elevator. That's who had made it. It wasn't, you know, the Sanders that we know now it was made by Otis elevator and it was a gas-driven sander. It had no dust collection, no nothing, and it was a gas-driven motor. So the guy couldn't get it started. So my grandfather was a pretty good mechanic at the time. He finally got this thing started, and it just kind of explodes into smoke and dust, and he's chugging down the lane, sanding away, dust flying everywhere. And my grandfather was telling the story that the... His father, my great-grandfather, never even looked at the guy. Wouldn't even look at the machine, just kept scraping away. 
and my grandfather's like, oh my God, this is, this is going to change my life. You know, this, this is going to be amazing. So when he turned it off and, you know, he wanted to buy it right on the spot, my great grandfather walks over to the guy, has a scraper in his hand. He goes, son, you're not going to sell one of those machines. There's only one way to do a floor. And he was kind of poking the scraper in the guy's chest. And I think my grandfather said five years later, they had three of them. So, but that was the very first floor sander that he saw. That's uh, history, man. It would be nice they still had that, huh? Oh, it'd be amazing if they had that. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I did see one in Iowa. There was a distributor in Iowa who had that. And uh, actually the guy, I can't remember the name of the company, but they had it done over. And it was done by the guys who have that TV show. They go around, they pick up junk, and then fix it all up. Oh, yeah. The Coke machine guys. Oh, yeah. You know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, the pickers or something? Pickers, Uh, yeah. Yeah. The American pickers did that floor sanding machine over. It was pretty cool looking. Nice. Uh, Okay, so buffing on stain versus wiping on stain. The difference is why you do one versus the other. Speed. Speed, and plus I think you just get a much better job. Uh, you know, I know you love wearing your, your little sweat hat there. We won't get into what that was, what it looked like. But, you know, you're just not going to run into those kind of issues when you're using the buffer and standing up. And I, I just, I, there's so many reasons that I would use, even on small jobs. Even my son says, ah, you know, if it's a small job, I still like to get down and, you know, wipe on and wipe off. But. You know me. I'm kind of a lazy person, so I'm going to use that buffer. I don't care if it's I got to stay in a closet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buff it on, buff it off. Well, they always say if you want to learn the best way to to do something, ask a lazy guy, right? That's right. Ask that me. That's right. Ask yeah. me. But you're, you know, it's true. You're off your knees so much, right? When you're doing that, so that's one of the advantages. Another advantage is uh, less bleed back. You're not going to have as much stain on the floor, and there's less less likelihood you're going to get bleed back. Well, let me tell you something about the bonus stain. One of the other reasons you're not going to get bleed back is because bonus stain not only dries, but it cures. It's an oil-modified stain. So it's not like you're, you know, the old type of penetrating stains that when you laid the rag down, it made a stain in the floor that never went away, even when you stained over it. Okay, being an oil modified stain, it works into itself. It reemulsifies itself. So it's always going to be easy to blend into each other, but it also cures. Not only dries, but it cures because it is an oil modified. And being that it cures, it eliminates bleed back. Yep. Um, I also have to say uh, uh, there, there cannot be an easier stain to buff on in the industry. I mean, it buffs on like a dream. So if you're, if you like buffing on stain or what have you, it, it is the most forgiving stain I've ever worked with. We do, so um, really- we do a thing in the school where we won't stain a small area, you know, like the size of a paint can. We'll stain all around it. And then we'll come back the next day and stain that area back in. I mean, think about that. Think about trying to do that with the old stains it's really it when people see that the look on their face it's crazy because they're like no way is that going to blend in and i said as long as we don't have finish on this it's going to just blend in perfect nice yeah 
Uh, also, um, if you look at the square foot cost, and people, you know, as competitive as it is making money in this industry, I think if people really take a look at what it costs for our stain versus some of the other products out on the market, I think it would shock them on, on how much money uh, you can save using our bonus stain. You know, especially the, the dry times, a lot shorter than they were in the past as well. It's another benefit, which is real nice. Some two of the, some of our of colors, uh, they can be dry in two hours. As long as, you know, uh, this is a slippery slope when we start talking about dry times, you know, because let's just get everything clear about it. You got to have the right temperature and humidity. If the temperature and humidity is off, so aren't your dry times. So... When it, no matter what the dry time says on the can, read the next line down because it will say where your temperature and humidity should be. Yeah. I, I always say that that can of stain is the same can of stain as in Arizona as it is in Hawaii. It's the same can of stain in January as it is in August. It's the conditions that change. So you're right. Uh, you know, we say one of the most important things on a job is honoring the dry time. So it penetrates and it stains and it seals bare wood. You're going to get 800 to 1,000 square feet per coverage. And uh, how many colors do you got? How many you want? I mean, we have 26, but they're all intermixable. And one of the things that, you know, coming from sport and over into training now, what we're doing with sport is mixing our game line paints, our oil-based game line paints, in with our natural stains. And now I can give you absolutely any color you want. No matter what the color is, we can build any color you want. So when I watched the basketball game for 30 years, you turn on the TV, it's a, it's a maple floor, nine times out of 10, and it's a natural finish, either oil base or water base. And now you look at the NCAA games, you look at some of the uh, uh, NBA games, out there, it's uh, the game has exploded for the for the sports guys, hasn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. I I mean, you know, one of the great parts about the the color packages and everything, the the graphic packages that you see out there now, this is where sport guys are really making some money now. And, you know, the sport business got kind of cutthroat, and if everybody was doing natural, you know, once that trend started about colors and different graphic packages and everything. That's when people really, logos, stuff like that. That's when people really started to uh, make a little extra money in there. And now we're seeing it, you know, residential too, residential and commercial. So one of the things that also we teach in the school is water popping. Um, You know, I never water popped. Uh, When I was a contractor, we never water popped. had no idea what it was. We were water popping, just didn't know what the hell the marks were coming from. I remember one job, we were getting um, these little dark circles as we were staining the floor. So, you know, me being like my dad, my partner goes, what the hell do you think that is? I go, nah, don't worry about it. They'll go away. What it was, was a very hot day. I was wearing shorts and I was getting sweaty knee prints everywhere. But... One of my favorite ones of uh, didn't know what the hell was going on with water popping was we had done a buddy's floor and um, we got done sanding the floor. We were getting ready to stain the floor. And he said, hey, Linda made you guys turkey dinner. You want to you want to get going on staining or you want to eat? I said, no, hell, man, let's eat. 
you know, keeping that body in shape, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's pouring rain out. While we're eating this turkey dinner, their black lab fudge is going in and out of the dog door. And he's got paw prints all over the floor we had just sanded. So we start staining the floor. Now, of course, it all dried up. We start staining the floor. And I said, Jesus, that looks like a paw print. My partner goes, yeah, definitely. He goes, look, there's another one here. I go, ah, those will go away. And, you know, we made a few more passes. And, of course, it's not going away. So I said, John, we got a, got a little problem. Fudge walked all over the floor. I got to just do a light sand. And meanwhile, Linda walks out and says, yeah, can they stay? I said, yeah. She goes, yeah, I, I like it. And I go, well, if you like it, I love it. Let's go. And to this day, when we go over his house, there are those paw prints still there. So you charge more for that? <laughs> no, I gave it to him. That was a freebie. So that is one of the things that we really hit in the school is water popping. You can't stain maple unless you're going to water pop. It's it's literally impossible to stain maple without water popping. I know you know, there might be some guys out there saying, oh, no, we can do it. But, you know, we've just had such tremendous success, especially in the sport world, water popping the maple and then staining. Where, you know, the MFMA, their technical guide says you can't stain maple. Well, we beg to differ. We stain maple and it looks, it looks amazing. All right. So I got to talk about water popping for a minute. Because there's another reason to water pop that has nothing to do with stain or finish that uh, we used to do, and uh, I swear by it. So it's water popping. It has nothing to do with staining. It has nothing to do with the finish. So after we uh, sanded the floor, say you roughed it off with 40 grit. Say you're going to go 40, 60, 100, and a lot of guys would water pop after the 40 because the 60 wouldn't, uh, wouldn't get all the filler off the floor. We would hit it with 40 grit with a big machine. And then we would water pop the floor before we 60 it and before we, we uh, trial filled the floor. And here's the reason why. Because we water pop it at that point. If you, you look all those fuzzy, all the grain that's that's over the cracks uh, that you have to raise up, all that stuff. When we water pop the floor and all that fuzzy grain that's there, we water pop it and then come back and then screen it real quick. Just a razzle dazzle. You're gonna you're gonna do another sanding anyhow, so it doesn't matter. I'm not worried about screen marks left on the floor. I've raised the fibers up that are crossing over the cracks and everything. And then when you trowel fill the floor, you're getting that all that d- dust and debris and everything into your into your uh, your wood filler. So if you any screen will do a 60 grit, whatever, just do a razzle dazzle quickie. Then you vacuum it. Now when you when you trowel fill the floor, it's like a Cadillac. I mean, you've knocked down all those fibers that were in the way. You slice them off. The, the filler gets into the cracks better. You're not picking up all that dust, all that green, that fuzzy that you're cutting that you're cutting off with the uh, trowel. And it's a it's a much and plus your filler goes farther. It's easier to trowel fill, and uh, it's a, I think a really nice technique. All right. Another so, thing about so go ahead. You hit it with forty, and then you water popped, and then you screened it, and then. Does it sound like it takes a long time? You can do it with a Hudson sprayer on this on this water popping. You can do it with the sprayer real quick, and it takes you a thousand square feet. A razzle dazzle uh, screen doesn't take any time at all. You're really pumping that razzle dazzle, huh? 
I like that. I want to see you razzle-dazzle with a buffer. I can see it in my head right now, you razzle-dazzling with a buffer. Yes, yes. Did you tell your guys? Um, Get a little razzle-dazzle out there? No. It was was just, you kept that inside. Just worked. Yeah, yeah. Razzle-dazzle. So, the other thing on, uh, yes. The other thing on water popping is I know a lot of guys like to use the sprayers. And I totally understand it. And I um, I get that they're faster and you're off your knees and what have you. I totally understand all that. But be aware that I think in some instances I, I don't like them. I, we, we would still a lot of times water pop with a sponge on our hands and knees. And uh, because I felt like I could control the water better. And if I was doing, say, a 516 top nail floors that was vulnerable to a lot of nail streaking and stuff, I preferred being able to control it with the sponge better. But if I'm going to do that, I change the water quite frequently. You know, a thousand square foot job, I might change the fresh put fresh water in there twice, uh, two or three times. Um, and I think that's important. So it doesn't get mottled looking. Because I think the stain can pick that up if you if you go too far without, without changing the water. And also... Um, at times, we would add denatured alcohol, half denatured alcohol, half water for that same reason. I wanted to be able to control the amount of moisture and what have you. And uh, we talk about honoring the dry time. I think still that, uh, you know, make sure you have enough time to let that water that uh, water subside before you stain it. We had a student up in Toronto tell us that uh, he added stain. He added alcohol to the water popping, too. And the reason he would do that is he told the people that he would charge extra. He said, I could never get extra money for water popping. But when I started adding alcohol and they got a little faint whiff of alcohol, he called it, I charge an extra 30 cents to condition the floor before staining. So he found a way to make money out of that, which I love. Okay. Uh, also, I'm going to say another thing about uh, buffing on, which I, I know is a, uh, a lot of guys like buffing on stains now. And I do too. I, 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 I 100% like the idea of buffing off stain and we did a lot of it. Towards the end of my career, that was probably the last 10 years, we buffed off everything, right? But I do have a concern, and regardless if it's our stained or another manufacturer stained, when I go out on job sites and I see guys buff off the stain, like they buff on the stain, then they're going to buff off the stain. And I see guys not changing the pads very often. I wonder if it is similar to trick wiping, where you're not getting all the enough of the pigment back off the floor. You know what I'm so- talking about, Rob? You have to use a different carpet pad. Uh, those, the the first pad that you're applying with, that's really good for about 400 feet. That's all you're going to get out of that. And then you're going to start using your wipe off, your buff off carpet. You're going to start using that as your buff on. So you're not overworking that. You, you know what I mean? So you're not getting that that buff off carpet too loaded with stain. You want to keep that buff off carpet nice and dry. Just like you said, you don't want this to turn into a trick wiping thing. And for people who aren't sure about trick wiping, trick wiping is what homeowners do with stain. They kind of wipe it on and leave it there. Okay. That's what Wayne was talking about when he said trick wiping. I never knew what trick wiping was until I asked somebody, what the hell is trick wiping? Yeah, because, you know, guys will stain the floor. The homeowner, like you said, they'll leave it on there. They go, oh, I love that color. And then when you wipe it off, they go, oh, no, it's too light now. But you got to get that pigment off the floor. And uh, so I first 
was, uh, you know, was aware of this, was on a job site a long time ago watching the guys do this. And I went out there with a white towel and wiped an area. And, I, and there's a lot of pigment on the, uh, on the white towel. So just be aware of that, making sure, you know, changing out the, the uh, pads often enough. So there you go. That's water popping. We talked about stains. What else on stains, Rob? You want to go to craft oil? Yeah, let's go to craft oil. Definitely. Because I, I am so stoked about a new craft I, oil. Let me, let me do the lead in for craft oil. Rob, why don't you do the lead in for craft oil? Here's the, my problem, okay? I got a call from my son about two years ago, and I think we might even mention this story before, but we're talking about craft oil. So my son calls me up. And he's like, you know, what are these new, the whole oil business started to hit the Albany area. And he was asking me all sorts of questions about some competitors and ours. And uh, this is when I was still in sport. So we didn't use a lot of the craft oil in the sport business. So it killed me. I said, well, I'd like to BS you here, but I'm going to give you a name and a number. Call this guy. He is the king of craft oil. And, of course, I gave him Wayne's number. I'm sorry you broke up there. Can you do that again? <laughs> no. No way. How many times has Bum run down into the basement and got on the, on the phone? Uh, I hated to give me your number. Yeah. Wayne, I, I talked to my dad. He told me what to do, but, you know, I figured I'd call you to get the I story. I just and, don't trust him. Yeah. Right. Gosh. All those phone calls in the middle of the night. Yeah. He's wearing a bracelet now. What would Wayne do? WWD. What would Wayne yeah. do? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good kid. So you are the king. I mean, nobody knew more about it than you did. I got all my info from you. So take it away, buddy. Tell us. Let's talk about it. Well, well, I mean, it hit the West Coast first, right? We're out in California. And I think as a lot of trends do, they started in the West Coast and uh, down in Miami and then kind of worked their way towards middle America. Uh, but uh now, I mean, this European look, this low VOC, this really low sheen look, I, I think is so exciting. And it opens up a lot of opportunities for floor guys. And here's what I like about it, Rob. So I like anything that keeps our trade moving forward. And when I see these carpet stores and they, they on the racks, they have these Saru's uh, floors with the two tones. And, and up until now, we weren't able to achieve those out in the field up until recently, right? When the, to the oils came in. And now with the oils, you can achieve that look that's, you know, $16 a square foot sitting on the rack. A guy, floor guy can come in there and say, you know what? Yeah, we don't have to tear your floor out. We can, we can achieve this look. And working with designers and architects, this look is so hot right now. And so I love this. I, I, I love the idea of these. I like that Saru's look. And by combining a couple of the Bona Craft Oil colors and being able to enhance the, the grain and highlight the grain, and uh, gosh, I just, I, I think it's awesome. But the fact that you can, you can recoat these floors with our traffic or traffic HD, I think is huge. Now, we know that these products are standalone. You can use a craft oil, one or two coats to achieve that look, and that's all you need to do. But if you ever get a homeowner where they have buyer's remorse, you go, you know what, all of a sudden I want more shine. In the past, you know, you, you didn't have a lot of options. But that's the nice thing about the craft oil. You can absolutely coat it with coat over with traffic. Standalone by itself, it doesn't need the traffic. But if you want to improve or improve, you change the sheen level, you can uh, you can coat it with traffic. 
Plus, there's maintenance opportunities here. You know, one of the things that we talk about the schools is trying to build that customer for life, staying in touch with that customer. Like I said, you know, you've heard me say it a thousand times. You want to become to that woman the I got a guy. Well, with these maintenance opportunities that you get with the craft oils, you will see that customer some periodic maintenance when necessary. She's going to be calling you, so that's going to build that lifetime customer. Well, Rob, you know, when we first went down this road with the craft oils, and it took a long time for us to come out because it was so important that we would be able to recoat these floors. So we brought in uh, some studs. I mean, some flat-out, really, really good contractors, well-known across the country. We brought in, I think, four of them. Some from the West Coast, from, from Miami and the East Coast. And so actually some from New York as well. And we sat them down, and I'll never forget it because they flew us out there, me and a couple other guys. Um, and they said to the guys, okay, what about, you know, the, what, what about the product do you like? What do you want? All these different things. And then they got, got into the maintenance. And I thought this was going to be a negative that, oh, yeah, you got to, you know, now there's maintenance involved and what have you. And, but to a man, they all said, no, we love that part of it. I mean, it's almost like stealing. You, know, you just flip the, the carpet back and come in there and buff it. You can make that floor look like, like dynamite. So you're touching that customer again. You know, I think, what is it yet? The average seven to 10 years that you, you would, uh, you know, have another job to do for that customer after the floors were done. And now you've got a way, they already trust you. You've already built a relationship with that homeowner. So the maintenance is, man, that's, it's real good money. And talk about satisfying. I mean, you go out to a job where it's, it's, it's worn and what have you come in there with a buffer and just be able to buff, bring that luster back and that beautiful sheen to the floor, man. It's a, I think this is a this is a home run. Yeah, it helps build that lifetime customer. Wayne, did I ever tell you about the uh, the stain job that I had to resand? No. Yeah, I had to resand one one time. That was a long, long time ago. It was when I was still using Minwax, believe it or not. So I go to the lumber yard, pick up two gallons of Minwax early American. One can right behind the other. Pick them up, bring them to the job site. I'm sanding upstairs. My partner says, I'm going to go downstairs and start staining. You finish sanding upstairs. So he goes downstairs. He starts staining. I go downstairs when I'm done. It's about two o'clock in the morning. I look at the floor. What side is red and the other side is brown? Dark red, dark brown. I said, Pete, what the hell are you doing? He goes, I'm I'm breaking my chops here. What do you think I'm doing? I said, well, one side is red and one side is brown. He stands up. He looks at it. He goes, you know I'm colorblind. I can't see that. I said, no, I never knew you were colorblind. And he was the color guy for the company, but he was oh, colorblind. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's a bad look. Bad time to find out. Yeah. So, moral of the story, box your colors. Mix multiple containers all in one container. I could have, you know, done a little dancing out of the color, but there was no way I was dancing out of one side was red and the other side was brown. Which brings me to another point of the bonus stain. Our stain is also a sealer. So once you're done staining and it's properly dried, you can go right to top coat. And when you're using that Traffic Natural product... 
you know, the closer you keep that product to the floor, the lower the sheen. So when you're just using the stain and go right to the natural, you can keep that sheen level down around four. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. A lot of guys that want to put a sealer down first or put something else down, then go with the natural over top of that. Yeah, if you were doing commercial applications, definitely stain, sealer, top coats. But, you know, for the residential, I think that's a great system. And especially when you're going for that, you know, like you were saying before, everybody wants that low sheen look. So you've worked with designers before, Rob? Very little. And, uh, you know, we always, we take shots at designers as contractors, but you know what, it's, it's kind of mostly good hearted. I mean, you know, we, designers are good for the industry. I mean, certainly we make a lot of money off designers and, and, uh, for the most part, it's a good relationship. Uh, I had a designer in Piedmont, California and, uh, you know, we we're showing colors and I mean, she was like, you know, show me this one then, you know, knock it down 10% with neutral and then. Not get down 20% with neutral, but add a little bit of gold in. And, you know, it just was one after another after another. And we we're actually running out of stamp, stain the shower because we've mixed everything together now. So, I, you know, the first color we showed her, I think, was like golden oak. And keep in mind, this is in the 70s. And then, uh, so, um, kind of losing hope of where we were going with this lady. I said, you know what? We do have one color. But it's for a designer that does a lot of work in Piedmont, and she asked us to keep it kind of proprietor, you know, to her, uh, like it was her own color. And uh, but I do have some if you want to see that one. And she goes, "Oh yeah, oh gosh, we'd love to see that one." So I go up back in the van, and my brother follows me. He goes, "What color are you talking about?" I said, "Golden oak." And he starts laughing. I said, "All right." So um, I said uh, I brought it out there, and I and I put it in another jar or whatever, so it didn't have the label on it. And I said, "Okay, so this is." Uh, this is golden sienna, and uh, I'll show you what this one looks like. And we put it down, and she felt, oh, my God, that's it. That's the color. What's the first color we started? Golden oak. Before we got into this, 10% of this and 5% of that and 2% of that, and uh, and that ended up being the color that we went with. Golden sienna. Golden sienna. Just put a different name on it and said some other designer, you know, that was her, her thing, and that was enough for her to uh, pick a goat. Uh, okay, so the promo. I'm excited. I want to see the pictures. Uh, I do get excited about this. Uh, the promo runs from August 1st to August 30th. Post your best Bona dry fast stain photo and include what stain colors you used in the in the caption. All right. Now tag it either at Bona Pro on Instagram or at Bona Professional on our Facebook, and use hashtag Pick Your Color for a chance to win one of the three amazing prizes. I'll go through them again real quick. Nice prizes. Third place, Yeti Cooler and Rambler Hoodie. Uh, no. <laughs> Yeti Cooler and Rambler. I knew it. I knew you couldn't do it. I, Even reading, I you can't get it right. Even reading the well, label, you can't get it right. I still don't know what this means. What's, what's a Rambler? Just say like it. A, just, all right. just read it. What do you care what it is? Yeti Cooler and Rambler, Hoodie and Baseball Cap, and Power Bank. Second place, you get all the above I just mentioned. Tool carrier, Bluetooth headphones as well. And in the first place, you get everything I just mentioned again, plus wireless speaker with Amazon Alexa. That's pretty cool, actually. The winner is going to be announced September 6th. 
So this has been another episode. And again, I I think really we should have the winner on the podcast Rob. to tell everybody. Let him tell everybody how much you sucked well, on this one. I, I, I'm taking applications after today with you. So again, I really want to apologize for Rob. But uh, this has been another episode of. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, come on, you can uh, do it. Come on, Tiger. <laughs> on the floor, on the floor with Wayne Highlander and Rob Johnson. Stay tuned for another episode. <laughs>